I really enjoy watching people grow. Goal is to continue to always grow and never stop learning because that ties back to them being professionally more happy. For me, the number one thing is assume positive intent. That's the key concept is you're joining a family. My life goal is to develop stronger and better people and create a better society than what I came into. For me to avoid burnout, I had to communicate both with my wife as well as with my kids. When I'm home, I'm home, right? There, you put your phone away. And unless you send me uh, pigeons, I, I won't have access to, to any form of communication. After a decade of leading teams in the tech industry, mentoring and developing people, observing professionals go through various stages in their career growth, having lived through a few burnouts personally, and seen others feeling empty and unfulfilled despite professional success, I'm curious to interview some of the most happy and fulfilled people in the tech world that I have met over the years to learn about what it is that drives their sense of joy and happiness. My name is Kirill Abajer and this is Happy Tech, podcast about how to be happy in the tech industry. On the call today is Yev Irhin, who's been a good friend of mine ever since we met a few years ago. Yev has worked in tech all his life. He had a very successful career at Twilio and then launched several tech businesses of his own, which he currently runs. After we went surfing at 6 a.m. on a weekday, I realized this guy knows something about happiness that I don't. And so I invite you into our conversation so we can learn from him together. Thanks so much for joining today. It's so good to have you. I was really looking forward to this time and, and this conversation with you because um, obviously you're one of the most happy people that I've met uh, over the years, particularly in, in the tech industry. Um, so let, let's just jump right into it. And uh, um, let's start with, with the first question. Um, tell me, what what do you love about what you do? What is it that actually makes you happy in your professional uh, professional life? I, first off, one, thank you for having me on. Um, to, to answer your question, it's professional life. I really enjoy watching people grow. Uh, hmm. and, and it doesn't necessarily have to do with work. Uh, and so I, I love watching people grow spiritually, mentally maturing, financially, technically, professionally, physically, even relationally on how to be a better spouse, how to be a, a better father or, uh, or partner. And so the, the goal is to continue to always grow and never stop learning. And so that touches me both personally and professionally, and that's where they, they marry the two. For me, it's to continue to develop my teams of people and have the same expectation of them is that they're going to continue to grow. And it's not just at work. I want them to grow at home. I want them to continue to grow as better fathers, as better spouses, uh, as kids and in their relationships. I want them to have financial uh, literacy as well as relational because that ties back to them being professionally more happy. And so when when I take care of my employees, they tend to 
to care more for our customers and for their work. And so it starts to create this ease uh, for them that it, it's less of a burden for them to carry. And so then we do it together. If they have questions, come ask me. And, and so it starts to build this reputation um, and relationship more than just a, a boss and employee. Wow, that's actually pretty cool that you have this holistic approach and, and you not only care for, for people in, in, you know, in, in their profession and uh, not just about how they do at work with you and, and the output that they uh, bring to you, but that you look far beyond that. And, you know, to be honest with you, it's, it's pretty rare. Um, <laughs> I certainly didn't expect that sort of answer uh, to the question. <laughs> But it totally makes sense, um, you know. I, I um, yeah, I, I definitely understand you. I, I would say that this is probably one of the things that truly brings me joy in in what I do as well. Is when you know when when you see people um, perform at a certain level, and then after mentoring them, working with them, you know, exposing them, creating opportunities for them, um, you see them do much better over time. It it certainly truly brings uh, some 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 joy and fulfillment. Um, so that's pretty cool. What do you do to maintain your inspiration or or your level of happiness? How do you manage that? So I think for for me, the number one thing is assume positive intent. Right. I think that's the approach. Is I, I think there's two different approaches for people. One is. Uh, my side of it is assume positive intent and that people have the right intentional or intentionality behind what they're doing or asking. Um, and so for me, it's you have 100% of my trust until you lose it. It's up to you to lose it. Uh, I think there's the other side where a lot of people will go, hey, you have zero trust until you gain it. Uh, and so on my end, it's I, I assume positive intent. We've interviewed, you've joined the company right? You've gone through a whole entire vetting process and the background check. So you are one of us and you are family at this point. And so I think that's the key concept is you're, you're joining a family. Uh, and so when you talk about family, that's, that's much broader, right? And so the, the definition is there is a closeness, a, a closer community that you can really step into. And what I'm going to say is define, uh, share the burden uh, of life together, which is what you do as a family. And so that's, that's the key piece for me is as folks step in and join, it's assuming positive intent. Um, that the other one is for me, you know, my definition, um, is also I'm a Christian. And so for me, it's that positive, I'm going to operate in the light. I'm going to operate in doing what is right, both doing what is right for the customers, doing what's right for our employees, doing what's right. It, everything that's under God's light. Uh, and so I'm going to operate in that standard, which then eases my burden of what I'm attempting to do. Hmm. That's pretty cool. So one is assuming the best uh, of people, and then two is your faith and 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 just having the um, uh, positive expectations and and this uh, optimistic uh, and and really faith filled um, worldview 
um, on, on different situations. And those are the things that uh, help you um, maintain your inspiration. That's pretty cool. So how about this? Did you ever experience a, a burnout? Definitely. You did. <laughs> I, I I would say it, especially when I was younger. And I think the burnout piece when I was younger was I have a drive to prove that I'm going to be something given all of my mistakes. Hmm. That causes me to run at 300 miles an hour. And then physically, you burn out. Uh, mentally, you burn out. And so for me, it was physically collapsing out because uh, I would push myself physically both at the gym um, and go all in. Uh, I, I would power lift as much as I can. So I weighed 170 pounds and I would do 400 pound lifts. Uh, and so I, I would outpress anybody. And if there was somebody stronger, I will go after them until I got above them. At some point, your body gives up. And so that happened to me then. Uh, I went through a mental breakdown as well. And so there, there's a definition of, wait, what do you mean I'm not capable of doing this? And so the pursuit of I'm going to be the smartest person in the room and surround myself with the smartest people in the room. Um, and so you, you go through these stages of trying to prove yourself uh, one way or another. And, and naturally, I'm not, I would, I would say I'm not a competitive person, um, but that, that was a tendency for me to try to prove myself. My life goal is to develop stronger and better people and create a better society than what I came into. Mm -hmm. And so that then creates that inspiration. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, trying to alleviate the burnout for others from what I've gone through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That sounds pretty cool. So a couple of things on, on that note, number one, I'm so glad um, I'm not the only one who is uh, um, who made mistakes when he was younger. <laughs> Number two, I'm so glad I didn't meet you back then. I'm so <laughs> glad I met you a couple of years ago because you, you oh. sound that, that you were pretty competitive. And so, 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 so the things that caused um, um, contributed to to you having um, mental, physical, emotional um, breakdowns and, and burnouts were that you it, it sounds like that you were demanding um much more from yourself you you were too hard on yourself and uh, at, at certain times for the wrong motives right it, it wasn't even maybe something that you wanted or you needed it was something that you felt you may need to prove to somebody um, so yeah that's uh, that's uh, uh, sounds familiar. I, I, I can resonate with that. <laughs> so how do you, now that you've lived through that, and maybe you've partially answered this earlier, but how do you avoid burnout now? Do, you know, because of those extreme experiences, did, did you put some, I don't know, um, the boundaries in place or, or something for yourself? If so, what would they be? Exactly. And there's uh, my number one recommendation uh, out of the gate is there's actually a book uh, called Boundaries by John Townsend. Um, oh. And so it was, a, I will say it was life changing for me, uh, as well as then I had my wife read it and then I had my siblings read it. I've had other friends go out and read it uh, and re go through it together. Um, and it's huge because it, it really focuses on 
on setting boundaries in all areas of your life, um, both with friends, even with siblings and with family. Uh, as close as we are, there's still a boundary, but it's not just creating a boundary and saying that I set it. There's a different side of it, which is what I'm leading into, and that's the communication piece. For me to avoid burnout, I had to communicate both with my wife as well as with my kids who are little kids, but even walking them through it um, and all of my business partners, all of my direct reports and being able to communicate with them saying, these are the hours that I'm committed to being here and being online and active. Obviously, we all have emergencies and I get it. Uh, but same goes for home, where when I'm home, I'm home, right? There, you put your phone away, uh, whether you were a watch or not, uh, what, whatever that form of communication is, and spending that time and being present. Uh, and so with, with my wife, and I'll use this as an example, uh, I ride bikes, I mountain bike, I road bike, I gravel bike, I surf. Um, and then I have my whole entire friend circle outside of that. And so having the, the space to be able to do that and at the same time to be a professional and be a spouse as well as being a father, uh, are all very different lines. And so having the space where I feel I get my physical and spiritual recharge by being active, physically active, um, and so going out and enjoying nature, uh, that's one of the ways that I recharge and I spend time in prayer is by being active. Uh, and so then I'm not relying on my own physical energy. I rely on, on my spiritual side to also step in. Sure. Um, and so creating that space and communicating that both with work that I won't be online and active from the hours of 5.30 in the morning until 8.30 in the morning because I'm out and active. Right. Um, and then with my wife as well, I have a few days a week that I'm out and I'm busy and I'm active doing these things in order to recharge. And these are the days I'm home. I will go take the girls to school or take them out to summer camp, whatever that case is. But being able to communicate that with her and with my team at the office uh, was crucial as well as vice versa with the team at the office. I'm committed to being here these hours. Uh, and this is when, when I'm available and online and things mm -hmm. that I'm actively pursuing and working through. Wow. That's pretty cool. You're uh, yeah. I have some work to do. It sounds like you, <laughs> you've obviously, uh, obviously you've um, uh, thought through and, and worked through the, you know, this area of, of, of your life pretty well. Um, and, uh, have quite a bit of, uh, boundaries, uh, in place. And it, it's amazing that, that, that you're so open about it, that, that you, you're, you, you acknowledge it to yourself and, and you, um, and, and you make that known to others, to your wife, to your kids, to your friends, to your business partners, to your uh, colleagues at work. Um, that's pretty cool. I think, yeah, if, 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 if those things are defined and communicated, sure, then uh, it, it is probably a lot easier to maintain this balance in life. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty cool. So the book is called Boundaries, you say. Correct. Boundaries by John Townsend. Okay, cool. Awesome. So have um, on to the next question. Um, have you ever 
taken a sabbatical leave or do you know someone who, who took it? Uh, what's your experience uh, uh, with that? Yeah, I, for me specifically, as a complete def- definition of sabbatical leave, I would say no. Uh, my my clear answer on that is no. Have I taken time off to recuperate and to, to spend time away from work and even from family? Uh, yes. And so there is a clear conscience decision to be made that I've had to communicate with my wife and say, hey, I'm I'm going on a four-day trip by myself to the middle of nowhere because I want to just sit to read, to pray, and to have no access to email, phone, or anything else. Um, and so in, in that case, yes, I've taken the, the time out and the break to do so, but also at the same time being able to communicate that and go, I sorry, you, you guys are not going to be able to reach me whether you want to or not, uh, as I will unless you send me uh pigeons i i won't have access to, to any form of communication okay you've had your fair share of burnouts and, and stress experiences you came to a point where you realized you need to have some sort of boundaries um you took on the um the um roles and responsibilities and you feel good about yourself you have all of these processes in place and and you maintain yourself well and then uh life happens right so you know something unexpected and uh, more often than not it may be uh, at the same time it, it can in, it may happen in in family or in personal life and at work, you know, unexpected uh, load of work, um, unexpected stress situations uh, that, that you didn't plan for. I mean, you know, obviously we have the the practices and and routines for expected uh, stress, for scheduled um, uh, stress. But then on top of that, when when you're already maxed out, and on top of that, when you know unexpected stress piles up, how do you? work through through those days weeks through through that period of time i i think it comes down to perspective um and i will break that down in a way that one the the perspective and the lens that you have on um one communicate that uh you you need to be able to communicate that you are stressed uh, both as an employee as a colleague i will share that with my peers on hey i'm feeling stressed I need to take a day to figure out what is causing this. And once I come back from that day, a lot of times I come back with a list and then I will go through and prioritize that. Because if you can break down and define what's causing that stress, then you're able to go through and figure out what you're able to handle and what you need to be able to hand off, right? Or say, I need help. Uh, As a COO, I don't know everything. Uh, And I... I will be the first one to state, I don't know everything, but I have a lot of peers and a lot of colleagues and a lot of friends and mentors that I can reach out to and advisors that will guide me and tell me and walk with me or walk me through what I should do and how I should go pursue uh, a certain issue. And so that's where if if I don't spend the time to break that down and prioritize it, that stress and anxiety can build and then 
it it creates a lack of motivation to even want to go address it because I'm building it larger in my head than anything else. And so the lists will continue to build, but it's about creating a list and prioritizing that list and then breaking it down and going through it of, am I going to be able to successfully complete these? Uh, if not, then I need to be able to effectively communicate that with my peers or with my leadership that I won't be able to address all of these in this given time. Hmm. And so I, the, the unexpected will happen and life happens. It's a matter of how you approach it. And the, the second side of, to it, and this is where um, I, I think from a lens perspective, life will always happen. Mm-hmm. But I think that the big thing is going to be, it's just a season, mm. uh, right? And so it, it's being able to look at it from from the exercise of your whole entire life is, you know, a, a five foot string. Uh, the snippet of it is less than a millimeter in size uh, that you're about to go through. And so uh, get given the grand scheme of things, is it is it worth the level of stress and anxiety that you're most likely mentally uh, creating for yourself? Is there anything else that that you think that you would just maybe recommend to people who are not feeling happy in their work or maybe they're feeling a bit burnt out or on the edge? Is there anything else that you you would recommend they they do? Um, any thoughts on that? I think part of it is just creating discipline for yourself. Uh, and so that that goes to uh, how we communicate, how we structure our lives, and that goes to both personal and professional, uh, right? And so I'm I'm somebody who, at, as a younger kid, I I love to party, I love to stay up late and go through that scene, um, which didn't lead me in a in a great trajectory or a a great professional atmosphere. Uh, it didn't do anything that really created opportunities for me to grow. Uh, and so when I, when I spent the time to focus and to actually educate myself, I found that I'm way more active of a morning person and I have a lot more that I get done. And so I've started to dial my clock back where at first it was, I had a hard time waking up at eight o'clock in the morning and then it was seven o'clock in the morning and then it was six and then it was five. Now I'm up at four fifteen most mornings to start my day. Wow. But I go to bed, but I go to bed earlier. And so sometimes people will laugh and say, Oh, you're an old grandpa. You know, you're, you go to bed at nine o'clock. I was like, no, I'll still go 10 to 10 30. Uh, right. I'll get a little less sleep. But what I focus on is if I'm physically active, I sleep better. Um, what happens is when the sun goes down, I don't have the necessity to, to have alcohol in my system, which creates more sugar or anything else. And so it's this process that follows you day in and day out. And so one day of staying up too late will impact two days of recovery time. And so creating this space for discipline, for how much you sleep and how you work out and how you eat, uh, what you read and how you consume things, all are all then become outward reactions to the stressors in your life. Hmm. And so how you consume material, uh, whether it's the news and in the U S the politics is huge right now. And so I, I turned it off and I, 
guess what? I'm I'm not delayed by any of the media because everyone around me is talking about it. <laughs> and so I'm not losing any of the content, but I'm not stressing myself out sitting there reading it. Yeah. And so I I still get the same news feeds, but I'm able to sleep better at night knowing that I'm not spending the last portion of my night focusing on that before I close my eyes and go to bed. So I'm not then staying up half the night stressing about it in my sleep. And yeah. so I can I can sleep deeper, I can sleep better, I'm more active and, and better performing the following day. Awesome. Wow. Yeah, this is really exciting. So creating discipline for yourself in all of these different areas that, that you've um, uh, named. Awesome. I, I actually, to be honest, it's uh, it's quite an unexpected answer <laughs> to this question. Um, and, and I really like that. Um, and I'll, I'll add one more thing to that is that for, for those of you that are um, married uh, or those that have kids, what this does is it starts to set an example uh, for your family, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, my wife wasn't a, a morning person as well. Uh, and so she started to become more of a morning person. My girls are now super active in the morning. And so a lot of times they're up at five to six o'clock in the morning and they're like, dad, can we go biking with you? Can we go surfing with you? And so it's become activities that we can do together and they're more energized on their way to school or on their way to camp. And so they're physically tired, but emotionally they are, they're on fire because that spark has been, uh, created there and so that's now become a generational impact for them and what they find excitement in and so they, you are the one setting examples for your spouses and your family members and then for others around you yeah 100 percent. hey um thank you so much for for sharing your story um for for being open and and transparent and and vulnerable really um, thank you for the insights um, and thank you for your time. Um, I really appreciate your um, everything you've shared, and uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing the stories and the feedback from from people when when they hear all of this because I mean I took a lot out of it and I um, I'm confident that many people want will find it um, really helpful. So really, thank you, yeah. Thank you so much for having me on and, and happy to, to share or, or uh, have folks reach out if they have additional questions. So thanks for the time. Awesome. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. I hope it was useful for you. If you thought of someone who you think might need to hear some of this stuff, I encourage you to share this episode with them. Again, thanks for listening. And if you want to hear more fresh perspectives from other people, leave me a comment or send a feedback note. And I'll keep recording this and share what I learned from others. Have a terrific day.